and welcome to Through the Eyes of the Guide, a podcast dedicated to guides and tour managers around the world. A program to share tips and tricks, information, and to know more about this beautiful community. My name is Nicole Flores, your host, also known as Nikki Flo in social media. I'm a qualified local guide in Santiago de Chile since 1998 and a tour leader, tour conductor since 2006. Welcome to the program. Hello, hello, and welcome to everyone to a new episode of Through the Eyes of the Guide. This episode is going to be dedicated to marketing, which is a very, very important topic and not just useful for our job, but also for life. So uh, I'm very excited about this uh, opportunity. We have an expert on the field today. And before we start the program, I want to mention that if you want to leave us any messages, if you want to be interviewed for the podcast of Through the Eyes of the Guide, or just leave any, any comments, you can do it in the Facebook page of Through the Eyes of the Guides. So you can go there and just click on the Through the Eyes of the Guide Facebook page and uh, we'll be more than happy to get any comments from you. So, let's start with our episode dedicated to marketing and guides. In order to do so, we are with an expert on the subject, an expert on the field. She is Doreen Wharton. Doreen is a tourist strategist, marketer, coach and full-time traveler with a 25-year career working in all areas of marketing and sales. She left her corporate job with Fortune 500 hospitality brand to start Travel Life Media to help hotels, tour, attractions and event companies to fix their marketing problems and run their brand with purpose. So I'm very excited about this episode because uh, as uh, Everybody knows we are not very good in marketing the guides and the tour managers. So I'm hoping that we can have a lot of tools and we can learn a lot of new strategies for our marketing. So very happy to have you here. Hello, Doreen. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Where are you, Doreen? Right now, I am living outside of Medellin, Colombia. Wow. Hot? It's perfect. It's in the mountains. It's the temperature is great during the day, warm during the day and cooler at night. It, it's perfect in my view. Great. Doreen, I want to thank you for uh, taking some time uh, to do this special program. As you maybe know, because you are, you sound like you're expert on this. You should know that uh, we guides and uh, tour managers, we are not very good uh, doing our self-marketing. So my first question is going to be, how do you see the opportunities out there for guides these days? Well, I'm going to first correct you and say that everybody these days is a marketer. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know everyone has an opinion because they say, oh, I don't know Instagram I don't know how to use Facebook. I don't know how to promote myself. But in reality, tour guides are doing this all the time. You have a lot of you have a lot of skills that you use all the time. You use you are an entertainer. You educate people. You connect with new people. You ensure that people have a great experience. So there, there's a lot of skills wrapped up in that. And connecting with people is one of the fundamental parts of marketing, which tour guides do very well. 
And, and don't forget too, that storytelling is such a major component of, of marketing. Like take, for example, when's the last time you bought it? When you bought an online product, mm -hmm. you were probably sent to a, a sales page, which had a story on it, that basically a story about the person or the product, which then led you to read the rest of the page, which convinced you to, to actually press the buy button, which is storytelling. Because if we don't tell stories, we can't persuade people to buy. And so this is why I say we're all marketers and tour guides do a great job at that. So give yourself a break. And you also do have a personal brand. You have a, you have a unique combination of skills. You have um, how, you, how you speak to people, your body language, the attitude that you have, your personality. Those are all important aspects of how your personal brand is portrayed to the world. Oh, okay. And, okay, you said that we use it daily. And uh, there is any way we can get a little um, better using those uh, those um, medias like uh, Instagram or Facebook? What is your recommendation? There is anything that we're supposed to be using more than other things? The, the reality is, is, is you know, if you think of a day in a life of a person, even yourself, if you think of yourself, you consume all kinds of media all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes you're on Instagram, sometimes you read a news newspaper, sometimes you look at a billboard outside, you're consuming all kinds of different mediums. So to, to say, oh, I'm going to pick one thing, it's a little difficult to do because you're going, you're not always going to reach an audience all the time. But I would say focus is, is definitely a good place to start. But don't forget that there are, you know, we consume all kinds of different media all the time. If I can give the most valuable piece of advice about promoting your personal brand is to be as authentic as possible. And I know authentic, it's a little bit of a, you know, a word that's overused now. Mm -hmm. So, and some people call it real, we call it different things, but the reality is, is people want to connect with people that they like, and they want to connect with people who believe in what they believe. And so the more you come across as someone who is really true to yourself and you don't care what other people think and you you just you live the the you believe in the things that you believe and you support the things that you believe you have a better chance of connecting with people you know like there's you know instagram has a bad reputation <laughs> of course because there's many people that go on there and they take a photo of themselves but i don't know if you've noticed but the ones that you connect with the most they do have a great photo or a wonderful video but it's the story that they tell behind it and so don't don't dismiss that you're not a marketer Mm -hmm. And and that being yourself and and really really being true to connect like really connecting with people with based on who you are is is essential. And now more than ever, I think post COVID, not that it didn't before, but post COVID, being able to to meaningful connect meaningfully connect with people is going to be more important to us than ever because we're all starving to connect. We want real connections in a fake world with fake news and everything else. We really strive to have like real honest connections with people. So should we using LinkedIn? So I like, so, he, so here's where LinkedIn is really valuable. You know, when we come out of COVID, we're probably, many of us are looking for jobs. LinkedIn is a really good resource to say who you are to a, a specific audience. There's a lot of companies on there. There's people that are hiring on there. There, It's your professional page, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's your professional resume, so to speak. 
So absolutely, I would say putting a LinkedIn profile would be really, really valuable. The other thing that's, of course, very valuable is video, because video is really the way to do a little video clip, which anybody can do now on their phone, Mm -hmm. is one of the most engaging things to do, because people really get a sense of who you are and what you have to say, what story you can tell. And you can even do it on your phone. All right. Let me ask you, because uh, I heard that video is a great idea. But if you ask me, I will have no idea how long and what I'm supposed to be saying in that video. So if if somebody comes and tell you, okay, I want to do the video, but Doreen, what should I say? And how long should be taking that video? So every platform is slightly different in terms of what works and what doesn't work. But I would start out from a tour guide's perspective. Yes. The next time you do a tour, whether it's virtual or whether it's telling a story with your friend or something, take a video. If it's a few minutes, a few minutes long is probably the right, the right approach. The shorter, the better. Okay. But obviously you want to tell a story. That's a great, good place to start and get comfortable on camera. I, I personally have booked tours where I, I got a chance to see the video and got a sense of who the, who the tour guide was, what they had to say, what they were all about. I, I find, um, and I'm talking as a consumer right now, those, you know, having video is by far the most engaging medium that we have available and anybody can do it on their phones. And it doesn't need to be perfect. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give I'll use you an example. Nicole, have you been on a YouTube, like some of the, be- the most, the biggest YouTube videos are not even polished. They're the most you know, raw in raw format. So don't need to, you don't need to worry about it being perfect, but be real, yeah. but be authentic. You said, you said uh, authentic is going to be the, the, the key word. I've been always wondering, oh, one minute, two minutes, five minutes, but I suppose, yeah, it's related more with the context. Yeah. The shorter, the better. Yeah. Uh, Doreen, <laughs> you said that um, knowing your audience is a key thing in marketing. What do you mean by that? Can you develop a little more the the subject? Yeah. So the better that you understand someone, the, the better you can really talk to them. And I'll give you an example. Um, pick any website of any product or any service that you've recently bought and you open up the page and you start reading and you thought, oh, like they really understand me. They, they write something or there's a video or you feel like this, this company is completely talking to me. Like they know exactly who I am, what I want, what's important to me. It tends to be what we call, they talk about things that worry people. It, it tends to be that way. So, um, well, here, here's a great example of what's happening now. COVID, you know, many of the, many businesses have the COVID page um, where basically they said, you know, your health and safety is important to us. They're trying to talk to people and they're trying to dispel their, you know, their concerns of what's going on, that they do have safety standards and that sort of thing. But from a person to person level, If I'm a, so I'm a Canadian and say, you know, I'm speaking for on behalf of North Americans right now, perhaps I go on one of your tours mm-hmm. when I'm in Chile, next time I'm in Chile, Nicole. And if you know that, if you kind of, you know, ask a few questions about me, who am I? What do I do? What kind you know, what do you, are you here on vacation or even just, you know, um, what, you know, what's concern, what is a concern for you, Doreen, when you're on this, on our, on our tour, or what things do you want to see or whatever, the more you know about me, the more you can point out things that are going to be of most interest to me, or the more you're going to make sure I feel safe. So one of the common things that that comes up with people, 
and I know I'm generalizing, but often what happens with people that come to Latin America is their, their little concern for um, their safety, mm-hmm. for example, or, you know, or there's a tendency of travelers that will be worried about, okay, I want to know what's happening next. Can you tell me when's, where's the next bathroom stop? Um, what are we doing in the afternoon? Because people want to feel prepared. And, and if, if you kind of know that, if you kind of, you know, you read my body language and you, you see me kind of like, or, or I mention those things to you, you're going to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to make them feel comfortable. I'm going to tell them in the morning, we're going to do this. In the afternoon, this, we're going to have two bathroom breaks at this time and this time. And then my anxiety has been relieved. Yes. <laughs> you know? So you've relieved my anxiety and now I can really truly enjoy the experience. And so as an opportunity for to tour guides, the, that's, that's an example of really like better understanding your guests, which is absolutely marketing because you're tapping into who they are and you want to understand who they are and meet their needs and meeting, understanding people and meeting their needs is exactly what marketing is. You know, call it customer service, call it other things, but that's what we do in marketing every day. So, you know that, Today, a lot of guides are trying to sell their own products, right? Yes. And uh, we are talking about get to know better your audience. How? Let's say that somebody it's uh, right now in Italy listen the the program and they said, yeah, okay, super. But how can I have more information? What should what what should I go to find out more information? It's because of the nationality, because of the the age, because it's a family. I should treat them like a family. In general, how, mm. how can I get the extra step and find out a little more information about them? So we, in, in marketing terminology, and then I'll go to regular terminology, we call it a guest persona or a customer persona, mm-hmm. is, is really ask questions and write it down. <laughs> so perfect. the best way to do this is to the people that you think would be a good fit for your, your product, you got you have to interview them. You have to understand who they are, not just how old they are, not just, you know, mm-hmm. what country they come from, but how do they feel about things? You know, what, one of the best, I'll, I'll give you a good example of this is um, when I work with whitewater rafting companies and immediately there's this assumption that you have to be, that people that like rafting are young and it's not true. Because there are people in their 50s, 60s, 70s that also love rafting. And when they see a rafting company that promotes their product only for young people, they don't feel like they're included. So it's the behavior because people, you know, people like it, it extreme activity, outdoor adventures, it expands beyond ages. Mm-hmm. So it's really about what they like to do how they feel about something. Um, I have, I have some, a couple good resources on my website mm-hmm. that I could give you the links that you can add to the show notes Yes. to how to, how to build a guest persona. And I also have the questions you can ask. Super. So that would be great. definitely interview people And the more you understand them, the more you can talk to them. And then the more you can write it in your, you know, your trip profile. Yes. If you don't ask, you don't know. We're just guessing. Yes. You need to, you need to put some facts to, behind it to feel confident. Yes. I'll ask you this because a lot of people ask me how you do, because I, you know, 20, 20 years working with people, you get 
you get already some information, even if you don't want it sometimes. But a lot of people ask, how do you get the information if you're not working for a big company? I mean, it's that's really hard. And then he said, well, did you ask? That is that simple. Did you ask? Did you ask the expectation? Did you ask what they like? No, we didn't. Well, then it's hard to have the answer. Don't ask. Don't get. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Lovely. All right. So, Doreen, another thing that uh, calls my attention is you said that um, the feedback, the uh, reviews are a really important part of this business. What do you mean by that? So our world completely revolves around reviews now because we we don't really buy anything anymore unless we trust. We have some level of trust and confidence in something. When's the last time you bought anything without reading a review? You know, whether it was Google or TripAdvisor or, you know, uh, Trustpilot, I mean, any, a, a recommendation from a friend you wrote on a Facebook group, which, which microphone am I going to buy for my, for my podcast? You got a recommendation, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. So we, it, it is, um, we live with them. And I, I will tell you, as someone who, live, who travels full time, so I, I'm a self-declared homeless person and I do work, live and travel in different countries. Less than 10% of the time, I get asked for a review when I'm on a tour mm. and in or a hotel or a tour or a tour guide. And never you can never assume that someone will write a review because they have busy lives and they forget or they don't have a link or they just, you know, you finish the tour and that's it. And no one has any bad intentions of not doing it. They, they don't. It's just there's an incredible power of asking for a review because when you ask, you can get. And... Where this helps tour guides is, um, you know, of course, the tour. If, if you work for a company and you don't work independently, of course, the the review goes to the company. However, I don't know if you if reading reviews, uh, say on TripAdvisor, the ones that are the best quality reviews are the ones that actually mention a tour guide, and that is because the people that went on that tour connected so well with the tour guide and they were so happy with the experience they mentioned them by the name and and. Think how you could use those reviews as a character reference for the next job you have, in, whether it's in tourism or not even in tourism at all. That is a incredible character re reference of you and how you delivered your experience to a guest. And it's just the reality is it's we, we really can't we can't get anywhere in life without having a review of ourselves somewhere, you know, whether it's, yeah you know, whether it's our last job or whatever. And Right now would be a really good time to collect those, you know, while some of us are at home or partly at home, collecting those reviews that you worked with other companies or you worked independently and putting them together somewhere in a file. You could put it on a Word document. You could clip them through from TripAdvisor or, or Google or whatever it is and use this as, as your, you know, to help sell yourself for future future opportunity. They're, they're extremely important. And and again, I I can't discredit how important it is to ask for a review and, and, a, and a tour guide. And you can do it when, if someone comes up to me at the end of a tour and they say, you know, thank you so much for going on our tour. And you ask me in a heartfelt way, there's no way I would not do it. Like you could say something like, um, you know, thank you so much for coming on our tour. Your reviews are really important to us. That ensures I, you know, our business stays, open and I still have a job. When people hear that, they're like, oh yeah, like this is, I got to do a review. And it, it's not like they don't want to, it's just, 
you have to, you do have to push them to get it done because they have busy lives. And when they're done the tour, you know, they've gone and next on the next flight somewhere else. And also you make me think a lot of, um, about the reviews and, uh, I do remember that it's one of the, the hardest things I did in the beginning, asking for a review. But then when you get people involved, I mean, when you let them know that you are asking the review because their opinion, it's important. I mean, it's because they can make a change in, in, in the future tours if they have a an idea how to get it better, what they didn't like, what they love so we can keep it. And you're passionate about asking the feedback too. They feel like, wow, I mean, it's this is important for, for the guy that I had. So it should be important for me. It's a part of, it's a part of the, the experience. So the way you ask is very important, but also it's important that you study the feedback after it arrives. Yeah. It's important and you can study not yours, but other countries' feedback, other companies' feedback, if you have the access, you will know what really people like and when they don't, what they don't like in general. Mm -hmm. Just by just by taking some some other, I mean, you can go to TripAdvisory general stuff, uh, visiting, I don't know, Paris, and you will know what people, um, regardless the destination, pe what people really likes by the feedback they leave. Yeah, and, and you know, for, for anybody that's developing their own products right now, Yes, that is the perfect place to go to actually read what people are saying, because if someone really likes something or is really worried for something, you can use that in your marketing mm -hmm. to to solve a problem for them because you're, you know, and meet their needs. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm, you know, asking reviews is hard because it feels like you're asking someone for money. It, it just because it's personally, you know, you're personally worried. And then we're worried about negative reviews. too. Yes, we are. You know, because sometimes you can have you can create the best experience ever. But someone is unhappy in their own lives and they don't like something and then they give a bad review. But the reality is, is how you answer that review. Yes. Really, really makes a difference for people because there there's all these other people that are reading that. And if you answer it and respond to it in a professional manner. Chances are you're going to get more business because because of the way you dealt with it, the problem. Yes, and sometimes you can actually solve the problem even the review gets written. I mean, some somebody you ask for the review yes. and somebody says, "No, you know, I think this is great, but I didn't like this specific thing." And you know that this specific thing happened be because there is a reason for. You explained it, and then people understand it, and they forget to put it in the reviews because they understood that this is not a part of. Uh, the experience you were offering or something like that. So sometimes you can solve the problem even before people, they actually write, write the reviews. So it is, um, yeah, I totally agree. It is a great, great tool to manage properly the reviews and the feedback. What's, what's also interesting is that there was a study that was done and I don't know, I can't remember the specific number, but people are very skeptical when they see a company that has five-star reviews every single time. It's like, really? They're perfect? No one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think I read the same, uh, the same one. They said that what people really wants to see, it's some hotels or whatever experiences having, having bad reviews. And what really concerns them is to see what kind of answers they give to the bad reviews. Mm -hmm. And if they are sorry, uh, we fix the problem. And they give something complimentary, they ex apologize properly, or they give a, re a good reason for actually being score with not the five stars. So 
it's it's really interesting. <laughs> it's a it's a whole new world as well. The 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 reviews. Yeah, and and there and there you know you have your personal reviews when you're a tour guide too. It's not just the company. Yes, it's for. true. You know what? Uh, I, I have another question that it might be um, strange for you, but uh, let's say let's say that we are twenty guides doing the same thing. How do you think I can differentiate myself from the others? What could be in the marketing process something that I can mark I'm different from the others? Okay, so let me give you an example. What doesn't work and what can work? So there's this thing called an elevator pitch. And what that is, is it's a, it's a funny word, but it was used in business for a long time. It's basically, say you meet someone that you really want to impress mm -hmm. and you see them on an elevator. So say you have a, a there's a, a guy that runs a company and you really want to work in that company. And he goes in the elevator and you have 30 seconds to basically say who you are, what you do, you know, what you're all about. That's an elevator pitch. And we do it all the time, right? So you go to a party, you go to an event and you meet someone and you're like, oh, I'd really like to meet this person or you meet a friend of a friend. And we have this tendency of trying to impress, but instead we should think about inspiring because the reality is, is we, we constantly talk about what we do and, and sometimes how we do it. So we say, you know, um, like say for example, If you introduce yourself, Nick, Nikki, you would say, you know, I'm Nicole. I'm a tour guide in Santiago, Chile. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. You might add in a something else and you might say a little bit of how you do it. Like, you, you know, we're, I'm a 25 year or 20 year um, tour guide. And, you know, I've won an award doing, you know, a tour guiding, you know, 10 years in a row, whatever. Anyway, that's, that's an example of what people tend to do. So instead of just talking about the what, why aren't we talking about why? Because our why is what inspires people. The reality is, is we, we as human beings want to support people and brands that do and say, do and say the things that we believe. There's a, there's a wonderful book about this. His name is Simon Sinek. And um, yeah. he has a book called Start With Why. And it is exactly that philosophy is, If we put our purpose, like what is it that gets us up in the morning to do what we do every day, your purpose, when you actually share that with people, it's so much more inspiring. So for example, Nicole, if you told me that, um, you know, every day I, sh I, I get to show travelers how incredible Santiago Chile is. And I run these because I, and, and I do this by running city tours. How much more powerful is that than just saying, what I said before, I'm Nicole and I, I'm a tour guide in Santiago, Chile. Yeah. This, the same goes for me. So I could just say to you, Hey, I'm Doreen. I'm a marketing consultant in the tourism industry. Or I could tell you about what my mission is, what, what I find is my purpose, which is I help tourism companies market their tourism brands. And the more I help them, the more they're going to show travelers how to respect, appreciate and create a better world. Because I believe travel changes everybody. And I'm, I would be a completely different person if I didn't travel. And if I can help tour companies do that, I think I can take my skills from the corporate world and, and, and let them, you know, help other help more people change mm -hmm. and be more respectful of the world. I've, you know, that's, I've done my job. Yes. 
I love that book. I think uh, the main the main message was that people don't buy what you sell, but they buy why why you sell it. Right? Yeah. It's yep. uh, and it's it's uh, something very. It's a little tiny detail in the word, but it makes a whole world difference. It's, yeah. It's the really, really the uh, his actual quote was: "People don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it." Why you do it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, it's so and it's so true. Doreen, uh, you said before when I was in a tour, when I book a tour or something like that, I'm wondering, uh, do you have in mind any examples of uh, uh, a guide or an experience that blow your mind? I mean, it's like this was the best and this is the reason why, because you've been traveling a lot and, and it's always helpful to listen what people think is a good experience in terms of a guide, to, in terms of deliver an experience that you still keep in your mind and in your heart. Yeah, there's, there's many. Um, there's a lot of, no, really there, there's many. Um, <laughs> I'd start by saying it's the, the people that I, it, you, there was always a personal connection with a, what I made with a tour guide. So they immediately, you got, you had the introduction. They, you know, you shared what was going on. You, you had, they listened, they listened to what I was saying or what I felt about something or, what you want to do next, or does this work for you? Then it was the, it was the story. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The more, the more engaging and the more interesting the story mm -hmm. and often told in their own personality because no, no tour guide is the same. So, it, you know, I, can I say I've, I've had a best tour guide somewhere. I've had many mm -hmm. because I can think of, you know, a tour I just recently did when I was in Porto before COVID. I can think of a tour I did in Colombia years ago. And it was, you know, it was about, it was about how the story was told and how it inspired. Nice. But, but, the, but, and, and because of that, because of how, and, and I guess if I could boil it down to like one statement, it's like how that person and experience made me feel. The famous feelings. Yeah, the famous feelings. It's, people will forget what you did and what you said, but they will never forget how they make you feel. Yeah, so, yeah. so true. So true. It's, it should be. It should be reading in our foreheads for all tour guides. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let me ask you something about uh, specifically your advice regarding. Um, I don't know suggestions for guides and guides association right now and a specific uh, advertisement tip we can have? So we've mentioned video before as a really great way to tell stories, to engage, to make people feel really who you are. And I, you know, now I would try to, if you're not doing any video now, experiment with it. There's no risk of doing a, an Instagram story because it's only up for 24 hours and then it'll go down, you know, so you don't, you, the pressure isn't there. And, and no, interestingly enough, there's a thought as to why Instagram stories are more popular than just the posts themselves is because they're only up for 24 hours. So the pressure is not as intense mm -hmm. because we're sadly, we're very much influenced by our likes and what people say and comments. That is our, you know, mm -hmm. that's our world. We're kind of built that way now. Um, well, we always were, we just, it's more visible now with, with social media. So I would start, I would start definitely experimenting with video. The other thing is community is everything. Your connections are literally everything. And please stay connected with people that you meet because you never know what's going to come out of it. You know, Facebook groups, other groups, not just Facebook, you know, other 
events and even, you know, I mean, a lot of us are doing online things right now. The contacts and connections you can make are priceless, are absolutely priceless. <laughs> they, they really, yeah, you're, you're laughing because you agree with me, don't you? <laughs> they, re- they really are. I mean, in fact, we met on a Facebook group, didn't we? Um, yes. And uh, you never know what's going to happen. And it's not just those connections, but when you do need someone, ask people, you know, ask people for advice, help, whatever. And you never know what's going to come out of it. I, I never used to take that advice until I left the corporate world and I started working more. I started working more independently is how important those community connections make like connections. I made five, six, eight years ago. And you can, it's interesting things that come out of it, you know, jobs, obviously, but other things can come out of that as well. So, because can it, don't forget connections really are everything like our, we are living a connected world and to have, you know, a relationship with people is more important now than ever. Those, those are, and then again, being the authenticity and tell your stories online. Why not? Yeah. Super. Even your story of going to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Doreen, I was, um, I was seeing your website. I, I want to talk very briefly about, about your website and if you can share a little more what we can find out because you have even free resources that I find out there are just great for everybody, guide tour leaders and small companies, uh, big companies. Um, I think we all can find out some very valuable content in your webpage. So if you can tell us uh, briefly where we can find you and tell us what we can find in your webpage. Sure. If you go to travellifemedia.com, there's two L's in there, travellifemedia.com. Um, you can go to the blog page and you'll see all kinds of resources. So there's resources if you're trying to learn about search engine, SEO, search engine optimization, or how to write better copy on your website, or how to connect better with guests, how to write a guest profile. There's all those things on there. It's all free. Um, I also have a Facebook group of just in the, for the tours, the, the tourism industry, it's called tourism marketing that works. And the goal of that group is to just ask questions about marketing and get whether you're a tour operator and you have a question about marketing or if you run, you know, you have a virtual tour or if you're a hotel, like there's all kinds of different tour people like tourism professionals on there. And I post I post um, different um, different marketing tips every week and if you've got a question, ask it. That's, that's, it's a great audience and people, people will, will, will attempt to answer your questions too. Super. Well, thank you very much, Doreen. This has been a great, great interview. And before we say goodbye, I don't know if you have a final message for the community you work with. I, yeah, I would be, well, first to say I can wholeheartedly appreciate where everybody is right now. It's uh, my my career is also in tourism. I, we've all been affected by it. So I, I feel how difficult this is. I, I know we are all having good days and bad days. Yes. <laughs> we're all, you know, some days we're really motivated to try to learn something or work on something. Other days we just want to just crawl in a hole. Um, I have those days too. I would just say tourism is going to come back. It absolutely will. I, I spend a lot of my time on research doing the, looking at the marketing research of what's going on in the industry. There is no doubt people want to travel, but there's just so many obstacles ahead of us. It's going to come back. Will it look different potentially, but I feel really inspired that I think tourism is going to change for the better. I think there's people that are more conscious. You know, we had a, 
we had a really distinct consumer, like conscious consumers who really care about the environment, community tourism. They really care about where the money is going. And that's only going to accelerate. Like it's this time is, has really allowed people to a pause and think about what's, you know, what's important for the world. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a better place and don't hesitate to take an opportunity because you know what? Life's too short, right? We all, you know, it really is. <laughs> if there's an opportunity to try something new, why not? Thank you. Very, very good. I love it. Thank you, Doreen, for being with us today. And thank you for the audience. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I, I really loved it. I did too. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And I'll be waiting for everybody next week with another guest from somewhere in the world. Thank you, Doreen. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening through the eyes of the guide. I hope we've been a good company and I'll be waiting for you next week with another guest from somewhere in the world to share and learn. Stay tuned.